Hello. We're back. Finally, we're back together. I have not seen Kelsey in like two months. It's been a long time. It's been a really long time. Things are kind of starting to open up a little bit more around here, even though things are still not great. We hope that you guys are staying safe. Social distancing. Social distancing. We're sitting really far apart. We really are. We're sitting on opposite sides of the couch right now. Um, so we're trying to do our part as well. Yes. But uh, for real, oh my goodness, it's been so long. I really, really miss this. It has. And you've had a lot of excitement in your life. I really have. Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Do you want to tell us about your classy pigeon story? I would love... Okay, guys. Guys. <laughs> the highlight of quarantine for me. Not Joe Exotic. Not... Did you watch that show? Yeah, did you? No, I haven't been able to bring myself to watch it. You have to watch it. We're from Oklahoma. Oh. You have to watch it. Fine. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, not TikTok. I actually got a TikTok. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's how did. quarantine has been for me. Okay? Wow. But I've learned some cool things from TikTok. Anyway, um, back to my classy pigeon, the highlight of quarantine. Um, so Jamal was on his way to the study to start his work <laughs> for the day. And he looks up to see this giant bird chilling <laughs> on a roof. We've got like above our door is like the window so you can kind of see out in this perfect angle and there's like a huge bird. And so he kind of ignored it I think for a little bit and then our neighbors <laughs> came over and we're like, hey guys, you've got this like pigeon on your roof. Um, some people thought it was a chicken. It was that big. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a pigeon. So of course I'm hearing all this commotion. I finally wake up. It's like 1030, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's quarantine it's life. Quarantine. Um, and so, yeah, there's this bird, like they say pigeon and I'm expecting like a pigeon from like New York city or something like that. No, it's like this white pigeon with like this brown fur coat on. Yeah, it looks like it has a... Looks like a classy lady yeah. from like the 1950s. Yeah. With like a fur coat. I was kind of taken back at first because <laughs> I've never seen a bird like this before. I'm like, is this even real? And it's on my roof. Out of all the roofs in our neighborhood, on our street alone, oh my gosh. it chose <laughs> our house. We were the chosen ones. We were the chosen ones. And so. Now, my day is filled with pigeon on the roof. What do you do? So, he's just chilling there. And, of course, we're, like, raising our hands up there. Maybe it'll fly down. Maybe it'll fly off. No, it just stays there. So, um, we make some... Jamal goes ahead and emails uh, the National Pigeon Association. It's like, hey... Who knew? We, yeah, National Pigeon Association... <laughs> Like, hey, there's a pigeon on our roof. We can't see the band number because it's got like one of those little fancy bands around its foot. So in this situation, if it were to fly <laughs> off, somebody would find it. So we're like, okay, maybe we'll be contacted soon. Uh, we put it on the Nextdoor app, which is like for the neighborhood so people can see what's going on. 
I put it on Facebook, like, maybe this is a long shot. Maybe somebody knows somebody I mean, who's like, I've like lost my bird. has this. I feel like they would know it was missing. Yeah. Yeah. So, we were all invested in this bird. We don't really know what it is. Uh, one of Jamal's coworkers actually looked from the picture, like, looked it up online, and it is a old Dutch uh, capuchin. Yeah, capuchin, which I didn't even know was a pigeon name, but it's a fancy pigeon. Like it, it looks so classy. Yeah, I've never learned so much about pigeons in my <laughs> entire life. Anyway, I know the story is getting long. I'll try to wrap it up. Um, but yeah, we go. The neighbors across the street are invested now because there's a giant pigeon on our roof. What else have you got to do? Um, yeah, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> Um, they run to the pet store and get some food because apparently if it doesn't have enough food or water, it'll die. Um, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. The internet says it's like an ornamental bird. So we know it's not like en route to like <laughs> deliver a message or something. Um, somehow it flew to our house. I don't know. Still and so we put the food on the ground. Of course, it doesn't come to it. I'm like, Jamal, put your hand out there with some food <laughs> and maybe it'll like, just go fly on its hand. Like, a, you know, when they see the like movies the or something. Yeah, the zoo. Nope. The bird just kind of walks away, flaps Can't its wings and goes to the other side of the roof. I'm like, it's not even flying away. How did it get here? Um, so we throw some food on the roof so it eats a little bit of it. But anyway, my neighbor across the street... Uh, we'll just call her Susan. She is an amazing lady. And she's like, hey, can I get on your roof? I said, yes. Of course. Of course, because, like, <laughs> there's a pigeon on my roof. <laughs> a, a fancy, pigeon. ornamental pigeon <laughs> on my roof. Like, a kid across the street is like, what's that bird on your roof? I don't know, kid. I don't Keep know. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Social distancing. <laughs> Anyway, so my rock star of a neighbor, Susan, um, climbs up the ladder, like legitimately gets on the roof and like starts trying to like <laughs> climb towards it. But of course the pigeon's like, not today. And so he starts like going, he like flaps his wings and like goes to the other part of the roof and like away from her. And I'm like how did it fly here? I just don't know how it flew here. If it's just walking everywhere and it's still here. <laughs> Maybe it walked here. Maybe it did walk here. Had a oh hundred my gosh. mile journey just to get to your roof. I swear I want to know where it came from. But anyway, I feel like I'm messing this story up. <laughs> All the kinds up. Okay. Um, so Susan gets on the roof. Uh, we have some several mishaps. It doesn't happen. The bird is still on the roof. And so at this time, it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm like, I'm just going to call animal control. Maybe they can come and like get this bird down. And so I call animal control, my local one. And they're like, oh, sorry, we don't do that. Control animals? <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? This they're is like, like on Parks and Rec. And the animal control <laughs> is just like ridiculous. Yeah. They're like, we don't have that kind of equipment. A net? Yeah. So I'm like, what kind of equipment are you using? Okay. And so they're like, here, let me give the, you the number to wildlife services. So now I have wildlife what services. What is the difference? I know. 
So now I have wildlife services on the phone, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to sound weird, but I have this fancy pigeon on my roof, and um, we can't get it down. It's not ours. We don't know who it belongs to, but it's on my roof. And they're like, sorry, we don't deal with domesticated animals. What? Once They're again, like, then what is your job, <laughs> sir or madam? I know. What the heck? And so <laughs> they're like, "Why don't you call the local pet store?" Or the pet store is gonna have the equipment to come get a pigeon from a roof or the animal shelter. I'm like, basically just did that. So, like she said, I did call uh, PetSmart just to see if they had like a net. But of course, right now with everything, they just have curbside pickup and like nobody's really in the store, so they didn't answer. So we're back to square one. So Susan goes back to her house. I go back in. I can see him from the living room. Like I'm making eye contact like every 30 seconds, even though he's probably not going to fly off because he's been there all morning. Um, and then she comes back with a net that she had in her attic. Turns out her husband was in the military, so it's like a mosquito net kind of thing. So we're trying to throw it on the roof. Of course, that's not working either. Um, so again, we go back to our separate homes, and then I see her again with like this contraption from the window. She's on the ladder. She's going to the roof. The contraption is a broom taped to a laundry basket with like a mesh shopping bag over it. So she like handmade this net. And so I see this contraption from the window and her like trying to scoop the pigeon into it and it works. Oh my gosh. So she's Susan. the real Susan. She is the real MVP. Thank and God. so then she knocks on the door. Like I can see it happening. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. You did it. <laughs> you did it. And so she brings the pigeon down. And of course, it's like, oh, like. Did you guys pet it? it? Yeah, we petted it. And so she takes it across to our other neighbor who was very interested in the pigeon <laughs> and thought it was a chicken. And so we see the band number now. We're able to contact the National Pigeon Association. Guys, who knew <laughs> a National Pigeon no Association? Idea. Fun fact, there's a pigeon museum right here in Oklahoma City if you're in the area. Didn't know that Definitely either until that. that day. Um, so we make the call. Um, we're like, okay, cool. Hang on. Um, we're going <laughs> to give line. you another number to call. So we call that number to retell the whole story over again. And so now it's a neighborhood thing. We're all in our neighbor's garage with the pigeon trying to find the owner. <laughs> Turns out the owner, we called them. They never called back. So they're trying to give the pigeon to us. And I'm like... No way. I'm not going to be in charge of this highly, like, temperamental pigeon that if it doesn't eat right, doesn't drink right, it's going to die. And this rare bird, no. I don't do birds in general. As I said before, I don't really have animals. Yeah, Guys, I have a Roomba, and that's it. <laughs> so, thankfully... Uh, Susan decides to take the birds. She's had birds before and she's like got this idea of a little setup in the backyard. So I'm like, oh, thank you, Susan. You are like, you are the star of the show today. 
And so long story short, she takes it over the weekend. She sends me updates of the birth because of course I want to know what's happening to him. I mean, he was a big deal. Like bonded we bonded over this pigeon. We bonded with it. And so um, they eventually took him to a pigeon breeder um, until the owner is contacted. So if by chance you are missing <laughs> an old Dutch oh capuchin. That would be the craziest story if someone's listening to this <laughs> and they are actually missing their pet pigeon. Please send us an email. Oh gosh, I beg of you, please contact us. It's right here in Oklahoma City. Oh my gosh. But um, it's among its own kind now. Well, keep us updated about it. I will. It, it was literally the highlight of quarantine. I mean, that sounds amazing. It really was. And I'll put a picture of it on the Instagram. I would love to. have to see this. You, yeah, guys, I've never seen a bird like this in my entire life. It's like something you would see at the zoo. I feel like I've seen like a meme of it as like a classy lady. Like it's uh -huh. fashion, like one of those. Yeah. But like not in real life. On not my in real roof. life. No, yeah. And of all the roofs in the world. It chose yours. It chose mine. Which is special. It is special. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that <sighs> Absolutely. Story. That made me day. Oh, guys, I'm again, so I'm so glad to be back on the podcast. Wait. Yes, we're back today, and we have a special episode. We're going to do two books today. Two. Battle in of the Books. Battle of the Books. Giver dun, of dun, Stars. Dun. Yes, Giver of the Stars and The Bookwoman of Troublesome Creek. So we'll go ahead and start with um, Giver of the Stars. I'm going to do the author first. Okay, so I believe her name is Jojo Moyes or Mize. We're kind of having a battle. We don't know. We don't know. So I apologize, Jojo. We know it's you, Jojo. Um, but anyway, she is a novelist and a journalist. Um, some of her books include Me Before You, After You, Still Me, um, The Girl You Left Behind, and One Plus One. Um, and her novels have been translated into 46 languages. Oh so she's pretty well known um, and have hit number one in 12 countries and have sold over... 38 million copies worldwide. Wow. So I know she's pretty accomplished. I think she also lives in England. Um, I got all that information off her website. But let me go back to me before you. That was like one of the first movies I ever cried in. It's the one with like Amelia Clark from Game of yes. Thrones. The book made me cry. The movie made me cry. It's a beautiful story. I've only seen the movie and I don't think I finished sad it. Sad story. Yeah, it's sad. before finished so i should go back and finish it yeah it's pretty good <laughs> so anyway this is who we're dealing with jojo it's a pretty successful Moyes. yeah so very successful author um so i was really excited when i knew she wrote, th wrote this book and i had read me before you i was really excited um because i knew i was probably in for a treat mm -hmm. so uh, we're gonna go ahead and share the summary with you so if you want to listen listen if you need to hit pause so there's no spoilers, do that. Yes. Okay, so summary for Giver of Stars. Volunteering for Eleanor Roosevelt's new traveling library in small town Kentucky, an English bride joins a group of independent women whose commitment to their job trans transforms the community and their relationships. Wow. Basically that. Yeah. So I found that this book, it was great. Like, 
I love historical fiction. So it includes some history, some books in there. I didn't know I, anything about the Pack Horse Library. Yeah, I had no idea either. Um, I just knew that like this era was very hard for the American people. And so I love how they tried to bring education and literacy to to these people who were in very, very rural areas. So I feel kind of connected to this book, Kelsey, as well, because my great, great grandparents on my paternal side are from like the Appalachian hmm. Mountain, Tennessee area, even though it's not Kentucky, but like I have some roots over there. Yeah. We have a cabin in a national forest. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway. It's really interesting. Yeah. So it was, an, it was an interesting book and I really kind of enjoyed reading it from that perspective. I thought the book was okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my favorite book that I read. Oh, that's I okay. Read. Like I said, I liked the, I really liked the relationship between the women. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. And I really liked learning about the Pack Horse Library. But I did sometimes feel like, I felt like sometimes like a little like stereotypical mm-hmm. about like people in like that area, which I don't like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and like I understand like it might be accurate. Sometimes it did feel a little bit. I don't know, uncomfortable, I guess. Yeah, and there is some some uncomfortable scenes in this book as you read. So, um, just kind of use some discretion with that as well. Um, yes, in, that's in those areas. Something that I didn't like about this book was like, sometimes it was like very graphic. Mm-hmm. It was. Like when Marjorie gave birth. That was the most horrible thing I've ever read in my entire <laughs> life. And it made me never want to have a child through natural birth. Yeah. But of course, their surroundings <laughs> didn't help much either. And it was also back in like very, very long ago. Yeah. So we've come a long way, but it's still, I ugh, I just did not need to read that. Yeah. It was really rough. And then I also found the whole like Alice Bennett thing very weird. Yeah. I never really liked them together. And like I still feel like I only know why. Yeah. I want to know why still. They never consummated their relationship. It was like a very weird story. And I felt yeah. like it was just a way to get like Alice and Fred together eventually. Which I wanted that from the beginning. Yeah. I was really supportive of that. So part of me was just like, I don't know, felt like a really weird focus on like sex I don't know it yeah was... I feel like it, that was a big a big topic issue in yes. it because they had the book they had like a special book to help these ladies yeah. um in these rural areas kind of figure those things out I mean which I a, did like yeah I like the women like educating themselves and then I like it's important to see like how upset people in the community got just from like these women yeah literally trying to understand like a part of their body exactly <laughs> like it's fine, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Just take a chill pill. And I didn't like, like, Bennett was, like, shaming Alice. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, dude, you're the one who was, like... Yeah. It wasn't her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fault. It, she was just being a normal woman. And Bennett, Bennett has some things to figure out. Yes. Which I'm, like, I still don't really understand, like I said, like, why that happened. Did he just change his mind about Alice? Was there something else going on? I just feel like that story was never, like, wrapped up. Yeah. It just kind of ended with her and Fred being able to get married. Yeah. So, 
Okay. Well, I have some Amazon reviews if you like to read those. I love Amazon reviews. Okay. So five stars. This one says, I like Jojo Moyes. <laughs> this book was special in many ways. First, the history of how these women during the Depression carried library books on horseback in all kinds of weather to the backwoods of Kentucky was inspiring and unknown to many of us. The joy that it gave to families in hard times was enormous. Maybe it is time to do this again. Which Ooh. is kind of weird because I printed all this out before all this stuff happened and we couldn't. Yeah. But it's like all the libraries have been had to close. Exactly. And so it's like this interesting concept to think of like librarians like bringing you books. Yeah. And I mean, I grew up in a small rural area, guys, and like I never had a library to participate in. And so like the idea of having like this mobile library, I think could still be beneficial today. And so I really do love that comment. Um, I that think Amazon review. I remember in like high school, we would volunteer at, like different like apartment buildings and then they did have like a bookmobile that would come mm -hmm. like the kids and stuff. So, like, there's parts of this that still exist today. Mm hmm For sure. Another five star. Jojo Moyes has done it again. Having lived in Tennessee and hiked through Appalachia, I couldn't believe how anyone could capture the Kentucky lives in the Kentucky mountains in the mining days. Moyes made me love Alice like a sister, agonize over her painful life, and live her every joy and sorrow as the British immigrant becomes an American heroine. I couldn't put this book down first time in a year. Thank you for an amazing story and all the wonderful deep feelings it brings to life. Okay. So they loved it. So that's great. Um, I would say I'm probably more of like a four star. I mean, I really did enjoy this book. I know, Kelsey, you had a more tough time reading it, which is okay. I mean, we all find those books um, that we just don't, don't like. Um, but I just really... I, I feel like I connected with them too, but I just also love like the old time feel of it. Um, so yeah. I have some one star, one star. Okay. The title is just, this book is bad. <laughs> like really poorly written. I have read this author before and liked her and I don't know what happened here. Maybe she was under pressure from her publishers. So many cliches. Her hands flew to her face. She flushed prettily. These don't even begin to tell a story. This was never, there's never any suspense on how the characters would end up. I've heard this has been optioned for a movie, and this is one time I think the movie will be better than the book. And a lot, of, we're going to talk about more about this later, but a lot of the reviews did mention like the accusations of plagiarism that have been made when comparing The Giver of the Stars and Book of Up Troublesome Creek. So we are going to that more detailed, but a lot of the reviews did touch on that. I don't know like I get where one star is coming from um there was I mean there was some points in the book yes um I do feel like it probably will be a better movie I think so too um just for people who aren't interested in this type of genre um or this type of story I think um it'll be able to be told in a better light um so hopefully we'll talk about the movie here in a minute yes yeah, so i have some casting ideas if they are interested oh awesome but first of all there is actually one star was correct there is going to be a movie um it is in the early stages of development uh universal studios has picked it up and old parker who was associated with saving mr banks is mm -hmm. going to be 
um, the writer and director um, of the movie. Hmm. So I got that off bibliophile.com. Um, and as of yet, no cast has been set, but Kelsey. I, I'm ready. She's ready. She's ready to cast this movie. I'm actually really proud of these. I think these are actually captured. The moment. People. Yeah. Go for it. Okay, so for Alice, I have Lily James. I know her from Cinderella, live action movie, um, from the Potato Peel Society. Yeah, the Guernsey Potato Peel Society. Also another great book if you have not read it. Yes. And for Marjorie, I have like Ashley Judd, Allison Janney, um, just kind of like a strong woman. Uh -huh. I picture in that. For Bennett, I have Chris Lowell. So he was in private practice, if any of you watched that. Izzy, I have Beanie Feldstein, who I think is just amazing. She was in Book Smart. She can sing, she can do everything. I just really like her. Sophia, I have Regina King. Um, Cinderella Story, I think she was also in, I don't remember what the TV show was, but it's pretty popular. Mm -hmm. um, Fred, I have Henry Cavill, Superman. I think he would make an amazing yeah. Fred. I He's got that cute good. dimple. I know, and I, like if he's scruffy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, yes, definitely. And then Sven, Joe Manganiello from Magic Mike, One Tree Hill. He's married to Sofia Vegara. Yes. I just picture Finn as like a very rugged, handsome, yes, gentleman. Yes. So yeah, so those are my castings. I mean, Hollywood, call me. I can be your casting. Yes, Kelsey's on okay. it. She's ready for this movie. Yes, for sure. Reese, hear our call. Right, <laughs> please, Reese. We beg of you. Reese, come on. We beg of you. Let's see, I have some things I wrote down. I mentioned earlier just like the moral panic the book talked about of like women wanting to educate themselves and like being concerned they were reading too much and like learning too much. Mm -hmm. It was like depressing. It was very upsetting. I mean, I have always been like an advocate for education and I recently read this book, The Library Book by Susan Orlane that basically, you know, says like books books are like kind of like college in a way they're like a furthering of your mind expanding um your education um and it's sad that a lot of these people they were craving it they wanted to learn but just by like the stereotypical kind of cultural lifestyle that people were in in that day um people thought it was sinful people thought it was they should only be reading the bible um yeah. especially in those rural areas and they wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's just a really interesting to read about. I love that people love the library so much and like little kids. I love that library. part. That made my heart like so yes. happy. Like, it made me really happy. Every time they saw like the book, people coming. Yes. Yeah, and then just like the whole stuff with Van Cleave and like Allison Bennett. Ugh, Van Cleave is just. He's Thank horrible. Leave. Like I wrote down that he said, fool around on your wife quietly. Like what? <laughs> no. No. Even though I feel like that happened like a lot. Yes. Like those types of scenarios happened a lot back then. But no. Yes. And then I have, I was so sweet that Marjorie named her Virginia Alice O'Hare. Mm -hmm. That was so sweet. Virginia. I couldn't. I know. I love that Alice was. I loved how Marjorie and Alice just formed that bond. 
I mean, spoiler alert, I know we've kind of already been talking about it, but Alice does come over as a British immigrant. And so, like, she she's expecting, like, New York City America when she shows up to, like, the country. It's like a big culture shock for her, um, especially being in these mountains with these rugged rugged life people i mean there's no other way around it back in those days i mean it was a rugged life um even though she has married bennett which is on the wealthier side it's still it's still a big adjustment change mm -hmm. and so i loved how she was also a little rebellious so whenever all this started her husband did not want her to have part in this but mm -hmm. she's like i gotta do something so i'd sit in that house so she uh, volunteers. I love how she went, even though they kept against her in that, she she wanted to do it. She wanted to yeah. do her part for the community, even though she was British. And a lot of people didn't trust her for that, um, just because they'd never been around that before. Yeah. And some major spoilers talking about, like, the end. Okay. So you can pause if you don't want to hear it. Like, whenever Marjorie was in jail, mm -hmm. what, like, were your thoughts I was really conflicted with that. We know it was self-defense. And I loved how it happened to be a Little Women book that he... Yeah. She used as her murder yeah. weapon. I mean, she was kind of being attacked by him. So I feel like... I feel like conflicted because I feel like she should have told authorities what had happened. I understand that there was like some, some feuds between the families, which... Is still very common today in rural rural areas, rural societies. Um, so not believing one another. Um, but I understood she did what she had to do to protect herself. Um, but it was also just a very sad time in the book too. Because she's pregnant. She's expecting her first child. I mean, her and Seven are in a good place when this all happens. And so it's just kind of it's sad. And it's like... Um, just a major downfall in the story of when the Pack Horse Library is at its best. And it kind of kind of go just downhill from that because Marjorie was, she was the leader of the pack. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, definitely. No, never like she told Sven to like take a baby. I mean, you're really sad. Oh, yes. I wanted to cry. Because like just imagining like you just give birth to this baby. It's been your only source of comfort while you've been in jail this entire time um and to say i love you enough to get them out of this place um i don't want them growing up with this association because people unfortunately like i've experienced this in real town it, it sticks with you you get a reputation you get a reputation by your family um and it would have it would have been a burden for her and she didn't want that so yeah. um i kind of i kind of amazed that um she had that much love to do that yeah me too something that i didn't like well, like it was kind of like one of the stereotypical like rule things that was like in here was like incest yeah i wasn't really a fan of like bringing up like that stereotype and like having that be the reason and just like I don't know, almost having, like, sexual abuse, like, being brought up is just, like, an easy way to get out of something. Mm -hmm. 
didn't really sit well with me. It didn't sit well with me either. I feel like they could have just made him, like, a drunk, and that would have been enough. Like, she didn't yeah. need to have been, like, abused by him. Like, I understand, like, that happens all the time constantly, yeah. but I feel like if you're going to bring something that, like, that up, you should really have, like, a good reason to and, bring like, it really, up. like, flesh that out and, like, talk about it. Yeah. But. Just not, yeah. like, these just characters. Um, I agree with that. But I, I love, too, that his daughters were kind of, be, were able to be liberated um, from that um, commute or from where they were living kind of open up and trust Marjorie and Alice um, a little bit in their lives and um, kind of have a new lifestyle kind of be free from where they were yeah definitely yeah so overall I feel like like I said it wasn't my favorite book but it wasn't my least <laughs> favorite book yeah um, I was I would say the same like I really enjoyed a, a majority of the parts of it as I said I love the historical part of it um I love kind of reading from the fact that you know like I have ancestral people who who live like this and kind of seeing maybe what their day-to-day -day life could have been like um so I kind of I would say maybe four stars for me I mean it wasn't perfect but it was still a good read for me um, I would still probably recommend it to people who are interested in more of like country living, um, maybe who enjoy horses and just anybody who loves to read about books. I don't know about you, Kelsey, but I love to read about books. And as I mentioned earlier, the library book by Susan <laughs> Orlean, amazing. It's if you just love to read yeah. about books. And yes. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I I probably give this like three and a half stars, um, just because of like the storylines. I felt I don't know. I feel like there's like one storyline too many. I did love Izzy though. Before we like move on and how uh -huh. they like when it was flooding, yes, like, saved that family. And she was kind of seen as oh she can't do anything, yeah. but yeah she was the one who was there yes when it was needed the most. I love that too. That's probably my favorite part of the book was like when they saved those people. And I love, too, how Izzy, like, came out of her shell through this community of women. Mm -hmm. She was able to open up, to do her singing, um, to have a more open mind about the world besides kind of, like, her um, physical disability. Yeah, definitely. So, overall, I thought like, three and a half stars. Like, I really like learning about the Pack Horse Library and just, like, the difference that books made for these people. Mm-hmm. And like you said, just like the relationships that form between the women, probably like my favorite part. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They, I just loved how they would come in and chill after a hard yes. day of writing. Maybe a little bit of alcohol <laughs> sometimes. Just relaxing. But just relaxing, kind of just talking about their day, talking about the books that they're reading. Uh, almost a mini book club. It was. Yeah. But just talking, just talking about life. Yes. So I love that. Me too. Well, anything you want to add before we go on to the next talk? We should also talk about Sophia. I like Sophia. She she made a real difference in the... I mean, this was a time when racism was very, very high. Mm -hmm. um, so her to have the bravery to come in for her love of books, to come in and work with them um, and see the mission that they were trying to do to reach people... Um, I thought Sophia was awesome. 
I Me loved too. her. I love that she got to move to like a bigger city mm -hmm. and like work in like the real library. I did too. I really liked that. I did too. So, so she's she, definitely one of my favorites. She, she was one of my favorites for sure. Um, her and I just I just really liked Alice too, but I also love like English, British, <laughs> anything. Yeah, like that. So um, I loved Alice as well. Me too. For sure. Okay. Should we get into if this was plagiarized or not? Yes. So we feel like it's our due diligence to give all the information. All of it. So there have been accusations um, that this book was plagiarized um, with, with our book we're going to talk about next. Um, so this is a BuzzFeed article by Tommy Oberall. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. But the title, if you want to look up for yourself and read it for yourself, because we're not going to read the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> like of course. It. But if you want to read it for yourself, you should be able to find it on BuzzFeed. Um, it says, Me Before You author Jojo Moyes has been accused of publishing a novel with alarmingly with alarming similarities to another author's book. So basically, um, there's just these books come out really close together. Um, the other woman, or the other book is the book, when I'm, the book Woman of Troublesome Creek by Kim Michelle Richardson. Um, so basically, it just kind of talks about some similarities. They both revolve around um, the, Pack, the Pack Horse Library in Kentucky. Um, they're just kind of very similar. Um, and I don't know if this is right, Kelsey, but I heard that they were going through the same publisher at the same time that they were writing this. This could be completely wrong. Yeah, so this article really outlines it better. Um, so basically... Um, Richardson, she was just alerted to the similarity, so her statement, I think, in this um, interview with BuzzFeed News, she says, history is not proprietal, but the disturbing similarities found in Moy's book are too many and too specific and quite puzzling. She added in an email, none of the similarities found in Moy's novels can be chalked up to the realities of history, nor can be found in any historical records, archives, or photographs of the Pack Horse Librarian Project Initiative that I meticulously studied. These fictional devices slash plot points were ones I invented. So basically there are just some like very similar things between the two books that mm -hmm. aren't found in history, but they're just really similar. So some okay. of these things um, include um, both featuring an attack on a pack horse librarian by a town vagrant. Um, though according to a Kentucky State Librarian, Richardson consulted, there is no evidence of such attacks actually occurring. Um, both books also feature a black Pack horse librarian, although there's no readily available historical record confirming the existence of those librarians. Um, there are also descriptive details that seem uncannily similar in both books, like an October wedding between two characters with a three-month-old baby, mm. um, a request for a woman's home companion because a baby with a teething issue. So there's just some like very similar things. And after reading them both, Kelsey, I think it's a little shady. Yeah. And especially knowing this article um first of all no offense to you jojo you live in england <laughs> Mich yeah. kim michelle lives she in lives the heart of kentucky. kentucky yeah and studied so, this history it's, just, it's very interesting um so moy's publisher pamela dorman which is an imprint um, of penguin random house told buzzfeed news in an email this was their statement and um, the giver of stars by jojo moy's is a wholly original book it is a deeply researched piece of historical fiction based on the true story of the Pack Horse Librarians of Kentucky, 
We have absolute confidence in the integrity of Jojo Moyes and her work. Neither the author nor anyone at Pamela Dorman has ever read the book, the book one of Troublesome Creek. Moyes was not available for comment. Um, the office cited her packed schedule as reason for why she did not mm. make a statement. She's so busy. So just that's another thing. Like there are similarities. And then there's also just interesting overlap between like the different publishers and the different imprints. So, um, for Tristan, she did found, found these apparent similarities alarming enough that in August 2019, she brought her concerns to her publisher's source books, which as of May 2019, uh, Penguin Random House was Moy's publisher, which owns a 45% stake in her publisher. Hmm. So there's just lots of overlapping. Mm. So like if she would have, if they would have said, yeah, this is concerning, like I don't know, like the book world inside out, but it basically would yeah. be like them like suing themselves. So huh. it's kind of like a conflict of interest, in my opinion, of like they decide not to look into it because they would have been basically looking into like themselves. themselves. And there's also this article also mentions um, that um, Richard Century did a publisher before this, but then they couldn't come to an agreement, so it kind of went up like the book market and so then like the manuscript was available it's like all these different imprints and all these different publishers and that it was available during the time when like she uh, was writing her team like were writing her book and like could have possibly seen it so there's just kind of like a lot of overlap i really encourage you guys like go look at this article for yourself and, like, yeah. your own opinion like i said we've read both of them so we're going to talk about that one next but it's just definitely an interesting and I feel like Concept. Jojo, this book for Jojo Voice is, I feel like is very different than the other novels, books that she's written. So I just feel, I don't know guys, I just think you should form your own opinions about it. But I definitely kind of feel like it's a little shady. And I kind of feel bad for Kim Richardson or Michelle Richardson because... I think she she worked really hard on this novel. She studied yeah. a lot, which we're going to get into um, that in a minute. Yeah. And like you said, like she lives in Kentucky. Yeah. So it's kind of like her story. Yeah. Like her ancestors probably story. Something really means a lot to her. Um, Richardson did say um, that she would like to talk to boys and she wanted want to discuss what she calls like the bizarre similarities in their book. But ultimately, she said, it's always my belief that there's room for more than one story about the pack horse librarians in this world, and these fierce and little-known women deserve to be celebrated globally over 80 years of being nothing more than a blip in history. So it sounds like there's really no, like, animosity. Yeah. She would just like to talk to her about... Hey. So, like... What's up? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> how did you come up with, like, this, like they get attacked? Or, like, where did yeah. the baby come, like, from your brain? You know, like, just someone like these... Like where did where did these brainstorms come from? Yeah, yeah, that would Which be I think is fair. Interesting, but I love how Kim is like pretty cool about it, saying you know um, more knowledge about the Pack Horse Library even existing, more stories about them. Um, I love that from her. So guys, to complete the battle of the books, we are going to now talk about the Bookwoman of Troublesome Creek. And so going right into Kim Michelle Richardson, I have got a lot of stuff off her website. I think she's a really cool person. Um, I've been following her on Instagram as well. So I love seeing like her pictures of Kentucky um, and just kind of where she lives. Um, but Kim Michelle Richardson has written four works of historical fiction. So she's been in this realm for a while. 
Um, one of her other best-selling memoirs, The Unbreakable Child. Um, and of course, The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek has been her latest winning novel. Um, it has been a U.S. Today bestseller and has earned the 2019 Library Reads Best Book Award. Um, it also, she talks about the inspired, the real life, the remarkable blue people of Kentucky, which we're going to talk about that as well, which is um, an aspect that is different than Giver of the Stars. Um, but yeah, she's from Kentucky um, and she says that living in the birthplace of where these novels come from um, is really important to her and she loves discovering um, more about where she lives. So I think that's pretty awesome. She's just kind of taking the things in around her um, and writing a story about it, kind of the, finding this, the history um, in her state. And I love that. Um, but as I said before, I love historical fiction. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, and so I, I love, I love a good, a good book like this. So personally, um, I enjoyed this book better than Giver of the Stars. I have the summary if you would like me to. Okay, yeah. If you want to go ahead and read the summary. The folks of Troublesome Creek have to scrap for everything. Everything except books, that is. Thanks to Roosevelt's Kentucky Pack Horse Library Project, Troublesome's got its very own traveling librarian, Cussie Mary Carter. Cussie's not only a bookwoman, however, she is also the last of her kind. Her skin, a shade of blue, unlike most anyone else. Not everyone is keen on Cussie's family or the government's new book program, and along her treacherous rap, Cussie faces doubters at every turn. If Cussie wants to bring the joy of books to the complex and hard scrabble Kentuckians, she's going to have to confront dangers and prejudice as old as the Appalachians, and suspicion as deep as the holler. Inspired by the true blue-skinned people of Kentucky and the brave and dedicated Kentucky Pack Horse Library services of the 1930s, the book Woman of Troublesome Creek is a story of rural courage, fierce strength, and one woman's belief that books can carry us anywhere, even back home. So yes, people. I'm going to do a little bookmark here, if that's okay. Yes. Okay. She said blue people of Kentucky. They were real people. If you look pictures up online, they're actually blue. And I did some more research on it. And I'm just going to read a little bit of that, if that's okay. Because this is a big part of the book and who the main character is. Um, and I, it is also a very different aspect than Giver of the Stars. That I love that there's like some real historical things in here. So... The family where these blue people originate from, they're called the Fugates. Um, it's a family that lived in the hills of Kentucky, commonly known as the Blue Fugates or the Blue People of Kentucky, and are notable carriers of a genetic trait that led to the disease. Wait for it, guys. It's going to take me a minute <laughs> to pronounce it. Methemoglobinemia. Sounds good to me. Methemoglobinemia. It's very long and it's on Wikipedia. So you can definitely look this up for yourselves, but it gives the sufferers blue tinged skin. And when you actually look at these pictures of these people, you're thinking maybe just like a light shade of blue, but it's kind of like a Smurf blue. It's very blue. And I've never heard of this before I read I the book. I haven't heard of it either. Um, I didn't know anything like this existed, but 
kind of the backstory of this Martin Fugate and Elizabeth Smith, who had married and settled in Kentucky uh, in the 1800s, were both carriers of the recessive gene, the MET-H gene, which is for the methemoglobinemia. Sorry, guys. I'm really <laughs> trying. Um, and so just by chance, these people were to get married and have children, um, which led to this whole kind of colony of blue people. Hmm. Um, but there's a lot more on... Um, on Wikipedia, you can look on. It says the descendants of the disease gene continue to live in the areas around Troublesome Creek, which is actually a real place, um, and Ball Creek in the 20th century. Um, there are still some people out there who have who have this um, gene and who still suffer with it. Um, but I think there have been some treatments um, to kind of lessen the color and to fix all of that. But I'm not a scientist, and this is just what I'm reading off of Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, but I still found it very, very interesting. It was really interesting. I honestly wish the book talked about it more. Mm hmm Or it was more about, like, a, like the family of, like, those people versus, like, just... It was just cussy. Mm -hmm. Was her dad also a blue person? Yes, he was also okay. a blue. But you couldn't tell because... Okay, we're talking about spoilers. So if you want to read the book, you maybe want to pause. Um, Cussie's dad did work on the coal mine. So he'd come back with the coal dust over him. Um, so it covered his skin a lot of the time. So he, you can see he was blue until he like, took a bath or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, But I also found very interesting in this book as well... Um, kind of even going away from the pack horse library that we're trying to be battling over um, is how much racism the blue people experienced yeah. um, along with the black people in this community. Um, blue people, when the white people saw them, they didn't want to touch them. It says in the book that they had to use the colored bathroom, um, that they weren't allowed to use the other one. Which I just, racism in any way is just disgusting to me. Um, and so I thought that was very interesting to read about um, how this, this person affected, Blue was entitled or had racism yeah. against them. It was definitely interesting after, like I said, I've never heard about that, mm -hmm. that either, that condition. Yeah. Either. Well, are you ready for some Amazon reviews? I'm ready. I love Amazon reviews. So overall, this book got a 4.7 out of 5 stars. So 78% gave it 5 stars. 16% gave it 4 stars. 3% um, gave it 4... No, 3. No, 4% gave it 3 <laughs> stars. And then um, 2 and 1 star both had 1%. So overall, the majority was definitely 5 stars. So... First five-star review. So a touching and beautifully written book. I could not put it down, but read to the wee hours of a blurry vision. Several readers have already covered the storyline. I did not know about the blue people of Kentucky, but the exquisite story brings not only heartfelt purpose to living history, it touches on and elaborates daily human strength and suffering in a way that only literature can. I love books about Appalachia and the hard scrabble families of the mountains and haulers. Very highly recommend. I plan to follow this author. I do think that this book 
like talked about earlier, it really shows more like the struggle of mm-hmm. um, people in like Appalachia and especially during this time, like the Great Depression, of their struggle versus Giver of Stars. I feel like yeah. it's definitely touched on, but I mean, this not was, in this depth. Yeah. Again, like spoiler, it's not my favorite book either. Um, and a lot of that was just, it was so depressing, mm. which I understand, like, that's real life, and that's just what happens, but it just seemed, it was very hard to read, especially when the kids, like, didn't have any food. And, and like, basically diving of hunger. Yeah. It, it's hard. So, again, um, just kind of read with discretion with that as well, because I know those, those are very hard topics to read about. Um and definitely very sad. Very sad. So another five star one. This one says one of my favorite books of all time. Wow. So really high praise. This book had me enthralled from start to finish. The way the author re- or writes spoke to me in a way that most books do not, and I'm craving more from her. The years of research and knowledge she put into this book is clear, and I was taken on a journey of discovery, joy, fear, anger, sadness, and deepest love. I ran the um, gamut of emotions with Cussing Mary. It's an utterly joyful book and a book I'll read again. I shall I shall recommend it. A true and rare beauty. Wow. So they loved it. They loved it. I do agree. Like this book was clearly very well researched. Like yes. I mentioned before. Um, as I said, just basically living in Kentucky, and in that interview saying how she took all this time to. Um, know more about these people and it's even fun in the back of the book it has pictures it has notes of from her research that she took um so I really love that part of the book as well um yeah let's give a three star okay I like where I would be but like a three star okay um so the tale of the blues of Kentucky was interesting but by chapter 13 I was about to check this one in while the book enlightened me as to the plight of the poor people in the hills of Kentucky during the depression I could have found all this information after doing a little research the rest of the book including the plot in general was mundane I was not that impressed I kind of agree as far as it seemed very slow it was and so it kind of lost my interest like a quarter of the way in I just, like, really struggled because really nothing was happening. Stuff that was happening, like I said, was very depressing. Yes. With, like, people dying and just being, like, horrible people. Mm-hmm. So, it was a hard one for me. Mm-hmm. I would say... Oh, do you have a one-star? We can do that first. I do. Okay. This one, quite a little harsh. Like I said, I, I do think it was worth reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just hard. So, this one says, just awful. After all the glowing reviews, I couldn't wait to read this. I couldn't get through the second chapter for all the terrible things the main character had to endure. It was not enjoyable, and I quickly dumped it off my Kindle. So very sad. I understand that, One Star. I mean, the very the first couple chapters are very intense. And so we definitely want you guys to be aware of that and use discretion because they're... Um, are some sexual scenes in there that are kind of hard to take in. Um, it's very graphic. It's very graphic. And um, what Cussie Mary experienced um, was very traumatic for her. So we just want you to use discretion with that. But I can understand how a lot of people maybe be thrown off by this book um, just because of that in the beginning. But even though that was something that happened I feel like it was very relatable to the time period because her father basically 
set up this arranged marriage with this man. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't want to go. She didn't want to be married, but yet she, she was. Had she had to. Um, I mean, there wasn't very many opportunities for blue people, like we talked about, um, just with yeah. race and things like that. Yeah, like women in general. Women in general. She didn't have very many opportunities, especially with her being blue. Um, and talking about like food and stuff. Her father had a hard time having enough food for the both of them. And so he thought this would be a better solution as well. So I can definitely see from this time frame, like that's something very real happening. And so it is very hard with that. But I see how what she's going into with the story. Yeah. So spoilers are ahead if you want to pause it. Yes. Or whatever you want to do with your life. Um, but did you see like the love story part coming? I feel like there's always a love story mm-hmm. when it talks about the guy. What was his name again? Jackson. Jackson. Jackson Lovett. Jackson Lovett. When Jackson Lovett comes on the scene and you can tell that he's a different kind of person, you can kind of start forming those suspicions that uh, him and Cassie are going to end up together. Yes. I'm, I'm going to tell myself that I actually read like a sentence in like the end of the book. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, I thought that the end of the book said that, like, Jackson did something horrible and, like, he had to, like, leave the town mm-hmm. because of, like, something he did to Cussie. So, like, the whole time I was, like, because I like, knew, like, that she had a crush on him. Yeah. Like, initially, but I was, like, this is going to be, like, another heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to read this because, like, I like I misinterpreted that sentence. In the yeah. Book. I still don't know what that was after reading the end, like, what I read. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know at the very end, spoiler alert. Because Cussie and Jackson got married, he had to go to jail. He was thrown in jail. And so here we go. We have another trial. We have another um, with the law, kind of like giver of the stars. Which I will say, part of me is like kind of tired of reading about like trials and going to jail. Mm -hmm. Like both these books had it or the crawdads sing had Had it. it. So it kind of feels like at this point, it's like, okay, we get it. Like, yeah. We can have a story without someone going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> but I do feel like this book, I don't know, like this book seemed like different. Mm-hmm. And like that's when like that would have happened back then. Like that was like outlawed. And so I do feel like that was like a different take on it mm-hmm. versus um, The Giver of Stars. I honestly kind of like that was like a copying from yeah. Crawdads, honestly, because yeah. that was like... I, really I felt that this? too. Um, and I felt like, as you can probably tell from what we've been talking about so far about this book, we've been focusing more on the blue people in that aspect rather than the, the Pack Horse Library. And we've kind of been discussing, we feel like this may maybe have been better in two separate books. Like maybe if she focused more on the blue people instead of... Um, also trying to add all the that information about the library um there's just a lot of information here it's very good um i just think maybe it would have been received better if it was in two separate kind of stories um because being a blue person that's a big that's a big thing as most people say they didn't know about any of that yeah um but with kind of my review, I'd say I'm probably about a four star again. 
but I also like this book better because of all the historical things and I enjoyed reading about the blue people um, along with the pack if you're gonna read more about the pack horse library I'd say giver of the stars but if you want to learn more about the blue people I would definitely say um, book woman of troublesome creek um, and also giving more insight to what actually people were going through during this depression era yeah I agree that's like I'm kind of conflicted because like I enjoyed reading giver stars more like mm -hmm. I like read it and I could finish it and everything yeah I mean I did finish both of them but it was a struggle yeah <laughs> but so I like I enjoyed reading that so you told me like you have to read one of these books again I'd pick that book again just because I feel like it was more enjoyable but I do feel like the book going on Troublesome Creek is very important yes it's also, like good research in there and I feel like like you said it is more accurate of like what it really was like for people like that which I think it's really important to read even though it's very depressing um, so I do feel like they both have their place mm -hmm. for sure. And I actually have a bookmark for you. <gasps> oh, for me? I, I would surprise you. Yeah. I love that. So these bookmarks, so these are Amazon's rankings of the book when I'm Troublesome Creek. Uh -huh. So it was number three in Southern fiction. Wow. Number six in small town and rural fiction. And number 33 in historical fiction. Wow. Like all these different, I which I don't know, they had all these different categories. I didn't know that. I've never heard of small town yeah. fiction or role fiction. It's so specific. But yeah, I think the bright side of this is that both books are doing really well. Yes. I think it'd be much worse if like Giver of Stars with like Jojo Moyes being kind of like a very popular author already was like just doing amazing and then Book Woman was not. But yeah. I think they're both doing very well, which I think is like the bright side mm -hmm. of the whole debacle can we talk about another part kind of going more into this book can we talk about that courting candle yes that was weird it was it was awkward another ritual that i did not know anything about. yeah i had no idea about but basically her father putting this candle on the porch <laughs> waiting for suitors to come which also part of me was like, aren't they living like the woods? Like who's just yeah. like walking by and seeing this candle? I'm like, oh, I do need a wife. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> like are people alerted to this? Like I was confused. Like yeah. how do they know? I was very confused. But candles I out. Also concerned about like a candle being in the woods. Oh unattended. yeah. I was just you're gonna burn all the things down. Like everything down. Mm -hmm. So here we get to. Um, Kessie's part of the, she's the main part of the library. Um, she finds joy in the library, which I love as well. Um, her mother taught her to read. Um, and so she enjoys going out to these people, which are still skeptical of her, but as they get to know her through the Pack Horse Library, they kind of soften to her and kind of listen to what kind of recommendations for books that she might have. Um, and so I thought that was kind of cool to see for her character because she's been so isolated for her whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, her dad really didn't want her to take this job, but they needed the money. I mean, they were living off nettle soup, if you remember that from the book, which is yeah. basically you know, like a plant. You're not getting very much nutrition from that. Um, so they needed some extra income, so she started doing that. And she made some friends along the way. Um, and I got to ask you, did you think her friend's husband was going to be a blue person was a blue person no yes i did not i had a feeling that he was going to be do you know what i'm talking about 
Yeah. The Moffat. The Moffats, yeah. And I had a feeling that when they had the baby, it was going to be blue. Yeah, like I, her. I have no idea. Because uh, when he was sick after he got shot because he was trying to steal the food, um, she talked about his feet kind of being like a tinge of blue. Hmm. I'm like, huh. <laughs> and he was really like, really like did not want to be around Cutsy Mary whatsoever. And I think he was just trying to put that kind of a denial thing. Yeah. And so when the baby was blue... I kind of saw that coming. I did not see it coming at all. Yeah. Also, I, I didn't see, like, Cussie raising the baby. I was surprised by that. I I wasn't at all. I knew she would probably take it in because she's a blue person. There's no other blue people. That baby probably would have died. Yeah. Well, if... I was surprised by, like, her taking it in. I, didn't, I was surprised, like, the mom died. Oh. And then, like, gave her the baby. Yeah. Like, I didn't see that coming. I thought it was just going to be... Yeah, I didn't see that coming either. And I thought maybe, like, mom was going to get, like, close to death, but then not actually die. Yeah. But then she did die. Yeah. Like everyone else. <laughs> yes. It's so sad. Yeah. And it, she was so sweet to Cussie Mary. Treated her like a person. She was um, the one that, you know, like, Cussie Mary had to deal with, like, so many horrible people, like, in the town. I like that, like you said, the people really loved her. Yeah. Like, bought her books, and they didn't treat her. Any like differently. Was, yeah. Like, they showed up at her wedding in the end. Yes. Which so I sweet. loved. Like, the coal miners, like, walk her down the... Oh, yeah, because her dad passed away Ugh. because he got the black lung from yeah. the, well, another... Well, they, they, like, collapsed on him. Oh, yeah. They... There's something like the pillars. Yes. It's, like, take out the coal. It's, like, holding up. So I'm, like, I don't know anything about coal mining. But, like, just leave it there. But another <laughs> similarity... Give her the stars. Oh my gosh. Yes. Coal mining was a big deal. Yeah. So. That's very true. But before we end, I also think that we need to talk about the treatments Cassie Mary was given. Yes, that's my questions. Okay. It's like she got the treatments, but then you find out like they're really affecting her health. Mm -hmm. So she made the choice not to get the treatments. What would your choice be if, if there was treatment out there, but it was really affecting your health? I don't know. But you could be, using air quotes, normal. I mean, I feel like self-confidence is something that I struggle with, um, too, um, just with how I look. And so, to be blue on top of that, like, I feel like I would be, like, cussy and I would try to manage it the best that I could. Probably, like, going into town like she did, I probably would have taken the treatments um, even though they're horrible. Yeah. Um, meeting Jackson because she had that crush on, like, I see her doing that. Um, but it also, in the end, she wasn't her true self because, because she didn't feel good. She didn't have the best personality. She was yeah. kind of rude to some people, um, which I understand. She didn't feel good. She had a lot yeah. going on. But, I don't know. What would you do, Kelsey? That's a hard one. Because, like, yeah, I also have struggle with like self-confidence and like how I look so I can't imagine being like a blue person yeah. and like going to like Target or something yeah and just having to, <laughs> and just having to deal with like everyone like looking at you yeah and so that would be really hard yeah uh, but like you said like she wasn't like that wasn't who she was mm-hmm. that'd be like you choosing something that's like not who you are 
as like a person and I think all the people that loved her did love her when she like was blue yeah so then it didn't make any difference so I kind of love that kind of side of the story too is like um staying true to who you are like no matter what people think of you because the real people that matter they're gonna love you for who you are yeah I love you for who you are Kelsey I love you too for who you are thank you yes and like you said like Jackson loved her yeah he said like that he had tried to like court her uh-huh like seven times before and like her dad said no or something yeah Which, like so that means that he's liked her for a long time and probably like, before yeah like the first time that he met her i think is one of those times what he said which i'm like why didn't her dad i don't understand that why her dad wouldn't who was so eager to like yeah. get her married and off jackson <laughs> had more means than the other yeah. other guy and it feels like he was like handsome yeah and like her age i think the other guy was I mean, old. I mean, yeah. he died from a heart attack from the, the only thing that she got from that marriage was the mule, right? Yes. Which is another similarity. That is. To the giver of the stars because Marjorie had a mule. Yeah. And so did Alice. Oh, did she? She did. I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. And, like, Fred was, like, in charge of the mules. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's really interesting. Interesting. I <laughs> <laughs> Also, how did you feel about her being treated by... So, in The Giver of the Stars, we see the community that they have with each other. In this book, it's very different. Mm-hmm. How did you feel to the people who are basically accosting her from yeah. the blue? Like, what were your I feelings mean, to that? I mean, I'm angry. I'm like, mm-hmm. so I'm like what is she, who is she hurting? Yeah. She's done like, nothing, nothing to these people. And then, I don't know... If I read this properly, but it seemed like they were the ones that told the sheriff that they were getting married. Yeah. Because they were, like, jealous that Jackson was going to yeah. marry her. Because he was the hot commodity Exactly. Like, he's, like, the handsome young man. Yeah. And they are like, what What are you doing? Marrying a blue person. So. so. I guess, like, Jackson's also pretty brave for, like, being himself. Exactly. And, like, not caring what people think. And I like, this is the person I love. I'm going to love them regardless yeah. of that but yeah but it was really good and i loved like how much they loved honey yes that was really heartwarming yes and taking in honey as then, his own and then like at the end honey also loved books and wanted to be a librarian Ugh. so that was so cute it was cute so i think overall at the end of this battle of the books i feel like we're in agreement it's a little shady <laughs> yeah how similar they are. Um, so go read about that for yourselves. Um, these are two, even though they're, they have the similarities, they still have different, I feel like Troublesome Creek has a more of a different story um, with it that I more enjoyed than Giver of the Stars. Um, it's just kind of what you're looking for in that. Yeah. So, both good books, in my opinion. I know Kelsey had some trouble with it. That's okay. But, um, yeah, you might find enjoyment in them. Yeah. I do feel like the theme in both these books is just, like, the importance of books. Which and, I like, love. how they bring people together. Like, the importance of education. Mm-hmm. And so, I really like that aspect of both of them. Yes. So, that's a big part of who we are on this podcast we love what books can do for people um the friends that you can find in books and um yeah so i love that as well yes so i think we're giving this battle of the books to the book woman of troublesome creek 
I think so. I. That's our winner. I think. I think so. I think so too. I think there's a lot of information in Troublesome Creek, and I feel like we need to investigate JoJo Boys a little bit more on where that came from. Yeah, me too. So. Well, let us know what you guys think. Yes. Do you agree with us? Do you agree that that book won? What do you think? Would you have said giver of stars? So give us some comments on Instagram. Um, send us your emails. Yes. Guys, before we end, I gotta say, Kelsey, we have like over 700 people on Which Instagram. Is insane. It's crazy. So thank you guys <laughs> for following. I thought just Martina's mom would be listening. I know. My mom is our <laughs> number one fan. Also my dad. My dad listens too. Yes. Um, so... I love that. Keep listening. Yeah, so thank um, you guys. Yeah, thank you for the ones who have been reviewing, writing back. Um, even though we're a little antisocial, we we still like to hear from you. We do. Yeah. So please rate, review, subscribe. All those like things. DM us. Slide into our DMs. Yes. Let us know Ooh, what you think. That was very cool. Yes. <laughs> I've never said that before. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. So slide into our DMs. Yeah. Let us know what you think. And keep staying six yeah. feet away from each other. Yes. Be safe, distancing, this, wear your masks. Yes. Lots of cute masks out there. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on the Antisocial Book Club podcast. This podcast is hosted by Kelsey Krubitzer and Martana Carter with producer Jamal Carter. Please follow us on Instagram at Antisocial Book Club Podcast or find us on our website at antisocialbookclubpod.com.